Hey, I spilled coffee on my seat the other day. Oh man, and then cleaning out your car is a lot of work. Have you heard of TU Auto? No, I haven't. So TU Auto is the easiest way to keep your car clean. You can schedule an appointment online. It only takes less than two minutes. Go to tuauto.com right now on your phone. And they come to you as well? Yeah, they come to you wherever. So like if you need to do it at home, in your office, or you're at the parking lot buying stuff at the grocery store. I'm scheduling it now. Visit tuauto.com. Just come in when you feel like it. Okay, the can, song. You, can you count down? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, Two, one. Welcome back, guys. It's your girl Emily, and we have all the crew here. We have Fanny. Hi, guys. We have Dusty. Hey, hey. And we have Ruby in spirit. <laughs> well, she's gotta make that money. Yeah, she gotta make that money. Everyone does. Yeah, we don't get paid yet. If you guys wanna send us money, then we can get paid for this. Buy you a drink. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Anyways, guys, welcome back. Um, we're here. We have a new guest here today. And guys, we are together. I don't have COVID anymore. So, you know, I have the antibodies. I am the walking vaccine right now. Um, so we're here together at our little studio set. And we're going to have Fanny kick off. Who do we have, Fanny? Yeah, we're excited to finally be back. I feel like a weather person when I said that. Thanks, Emily. And here's me with the weather. <laughs> it's 52 <laughs> degrees outside. It's actually like 23. It's like 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we are excited to finally have a guest speaker again or a guest on the show. And um, I think she's vaccinated. We're all vaccinated here. We're not anti-vaccine people. Oh, sorry. No politics here. That's not political. Okay. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, we are really excited to introduce our special guest today. Uh, she is the president of the Down Syndrome Society. She is a community engagement manager at the Phoenix, a recovery community activist resource. <laughs> that was long. Basically, she's really active in the community of recovery, and she's a resource to you. She's a mother of three. Um, we worked together in a past life. <laughs> I'm actually very young. She's very old. I'm kidding. She's not. Fanny, <laughs> I always make say that. sure everybody is old and Fanny's young. <laughs> but this bitch needs to understand that she's old as well. No, I'm not. But um, my face looks very young. And then uh, <laughs> my face looks young. Yeah, you're Asians right. Asians don't raisin. I know. Fucking hate you guys. <laughs> um, but no, she is an incredible person. Um, we're really excited to have her on because she is an open book and she's not afraid to say really weird shit, very real shit, very fun shit. Our type of person. Yeah. And so um, we're pleased to introduce Brie Schrader. Hello. Ooh. Thanks for having me here. I'm so excited. Yeah. We're well, hello talk, there. We're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we thought we could kick off with a little bit about introducing yourself to us, like your mom of three, and um, just kind of tell us about how amazing you are. Yeah. Okay. I do struggle with that sometimes, but yes, I'm a mom of three. That's Mm -hmm. always my first go-to of who I am. Uh, Born and raised in the Wichita area, and I went to high school in Andover, so... Uh, I've never left Kansas, unfortunately. I don't know why. (laughs) But I love our community, so that keeps me here. 
And then uh, I am married uh, to my husband, Matt. Uh, he doesn't like that sometimes because he does not, because <laughs> my ob- obnoxiousness, he's always like, that's not my wife. I don't, I don't know who that is. <laughs> he doesn't claim me most of the time. But uh, Brie does claim me. I'm her sister. Yes. Sometimes. Assisted as she don't want. <laughs> but I'm her sister regardless. Yes. The sister I never wanted, but I got to have through work and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for it. <laughs> um, but I don't miss your face every day. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> that's true. Um, and then a big part of who I am, um, of my three children, I got pregnant with my daughter, Kylie, when I was 20, uh, from a one-night stand, my first Dude, a one-night that. stand. <laughs> and your one. first one-night stand, yes. and you're like, damn. So it does happen. It does happen. <laughs> yes. Condom broke and everything. Pull-out method don't work. Yeah, and none of that. <laughs> oh, okay. Pull-out method don't work. So Pull-out method don't Comes, work. Yeah. 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 Memory a little faded, because... Uh, <laughs> You know, college <laughs> happens. Yeah. You're like, huh, who's this man next to me? Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was an Eminem concert night. Ah. Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> he, he stood up. He's the real Slim Shady. <laughs> <laughs> and he turned out real shady. <laughs> <laughs> he was nowhere to be seen after that. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> what song of Eminem did you log eyes with? That made you go like, this is the person I'm taking home. Eight mile. I don't think we <laughs> locked eyes till we got to the after party. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the ride home. And he happened to sit next to me. So I'm like, yeah, he'll do. Hey. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> you're like, at this point, fuck it. <laughs> and then you're like, damn. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. So living life. Um, and then the next morning, you know, as after mornings are and everyone's over getting together uh-huh. it's like oh i don't know who that guy is but he's acting awkward and then i had to take him back home uh, and so the whole ride red flag silence yeah. uh, <laughs> the weather's cold out isn't it <laughs> and i was like thankfully i'll never have to see this individual ever again um, what is it, a month later it's uh i haven't started my cycle this this is not good this yeah. is me and uh took five tests and I was pregnant. Be like, is it stress or is it just me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fuck, five tests. I'd be scared just to Damn. pee on the first one. Yeah. Was it because you were like, did I pee on the sick correctly? It was like, do these actually work? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fair. I bought the cheapest ones, so you just Broke college student. Broke yes, college student. definitely broke yeah. college student. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about those, the challenges and joys of motherhood. Mm-hmm. So having a child at 20 is tough because you're still a child, even mm-hmm. though they say you're an adult at 18. Um, like, I don't feel like it. I'm 39, mm-hmm. and I still am trying to become an adult. So <laughs> at 20, uh, when I had Kylie, uh, I did not know. But um, when she was born, she happened to have Down syndrome, mm-hmm. and I was not aware of before I had her. So, um, you know, having a child at a young age, one, is difficult because as all your friends are turning 21 and partying mm-hmm. and having fun and off at college, uh-huh. I was back home at my parents' house and becoming a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you lose a lot of friends. You, you find out who your true friends are. Yeah. Um, but just trying to figure out how to be a mother with luckily support was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned a lot of tribulations and um, a lot of growth from that and mm-hmm. just grown, you know into an adult, even though I was still a child, I feel. Um, but the, the joys and challenges from having Kylie have been amazing. Um, you know, when she was born, it was 
everyone like I thought she was stillborn because the room went mm-hmm. silent yeah. and the doctor was like wait so even uh, so you didn't know about her down syndrome until not even your until she came out knowing oh your God. OB doctor did not know either no holy shit Man. yeah that is scary yeah. so okay I mean like you know because you're just like you're like oh my god why these emotions why is everyone quiet yeah, yeah, it was dead silence. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I thought she was stillborn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and the doctor came over and he said, I think your your daughter has Down syndrome. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. no big no big deal. Because no um, ironically, when I was in uh, middle school, I helped be a teacher's aide for the special needs classroom. Mm. Okay. So I've already been around individual special needs. It wasn't, you know, a, a deal breaker for me where some families really do grieve when they first find out that diagnosis mm-hmm. uh, for me I was just like what's next steps what do I need to do mm-hmm. um, and let's you know help mm-hmm. me be the best mom I can be for her mm-hmm. so yeah it was a shock being 2020 mm-hmm. the father was not involved still not involved mm-hmm. um, and then her having down syndrome on top of that yeah so, it's very yeah. difficult because like you know you you could read all these little books and all these mm-hmm. manuals, but you know, a child is a child. They're different. Like mm-hmm. they do a lot of crazy things and it's amazing. Cause they actually learn from themselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, my, my, uh, cousin is down syndrome too. Hey. He has down syndrome. And, um, he, he's also, he's the smartest kid in the world, but you can't, he can't really talk. But, like, he'll point and everything like that and type. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Like, he, he's awesome. actually an amazing guy. Like, Is he local? He is local. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is Jen his sister? Do you? His. A, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. I know. Okay. Yeah. You know. Them? I know the family. Yes. Oh, like, perfect. You, yeah, so, do you guys do the <laughs> um, the relays, the, too? The, the buddy walk. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. Oh, that's I, so sweet. I've sat on the committee since 2008 helping with oh. the walk. Yeah, and I can't seem to say no. I keep doing it every year, even though like I'm overwhelmed. I have three kids. I can't do this uh-huh. anymore. Uh, but I can't. It's that like warms the best, my heart. It's the best walk ever. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Bree is super active in Very. Um, the Down syndrome. I don't. I don't know if I should say Down syndrome community yeah. or special yeah. needs community. Both. Yeah, Both. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, again, so you're 20 and you find this out. Not something that you're grieving, but you are looking for resources. What do you do? How do you manage that? How do you work? Yeah. That? So the first year of her life, I just knew that we had to do um, therapies through rainbows. But since I was so young, I was embarrassed to uh, connect with other families, especially because most, well, at the time, the statistics were older women had children with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these are going to be all older moms. I'm mm-hmm. like this young still party. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still growing up person, child. <laughs> and I just, you know, I was embarrassed at at that age and, and mm-hmm. what I'd gone through and having like not a father figure involved in her mm-hmm. life. Um, and so it took a year till I was at a, like a Y basketball game and there was another family with a little boy with Down syndrome and she said, hey, why don't you come to our events or come to a support group? So I started mm. attending and then they volunteered me to help with the walk and I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's a way to be you nice. know active. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what started my journey in wanting to like volunteer and do events and be active in our community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew the importance of it and I knew other parents probably felt like I did mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and didn't speak up and just to be a voice for that community because a lot of them are nonverbal, a lot of them mm-hmm. need a lot of advocacy. Yeah. Um, so that started my journey about 23, really wanted to be active in our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is nice. We appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you guys. Um, 
Man, I was like, I was going to tell you. Oh, um, you know how <laughs> Cover that. Cover brain. Yes, literally. You know how, like, mm, I use, I, I work at a hospital, and um, we have patients come in from different facilities and everything like that. Um, how do you feel about, like, the facilities, like, parents leaving their fa- their kids at the facility and have someone else take care of their kid that that really that happens right mm-hmm. yeah so they're in group homes they yeah. in group homes i like <laughs> i'm like the helicopter mom with uh-huh. kylie i always have been mm-hmm. and i don't i wouldn't be comfortable with others taking care of her even though she she told me when she turns 18 mm-hmm. she's a senior this year she said i'm moving out Kylie is super independent. Yes, dude. super like, independent. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. <laughs> Love sorry, it. Yeah. yeah, she is. I'm you. gonna date. I'm gonna drive, and I'm gonna be on my own. And I was like, okay, well, you need to find a job, um, and you need to find a place for yourself because uh-huh. I don't want you in. Nothing against group homes. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's some terrific ones here, but for me, like. I just can't imagine that's your child. Yeah. yeah, that's my yeah. baby. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I want to build like an apartment in my backyard mm-hmm. that she like <laughs> lives in. <laughs> you know and what? It's all her things. And you know there are portable ACs and yes. heaters as well because I used to have one in my room, and boy, that's pretty cool because you just gotta turn it on and just gets on just like literally cold air pulling out, or you could do heater as well. You can See? as well. Yeah, those tiny homes are a thing now. Like yeah, they're making yeah. tiny home communities. That's and you can, you know, those um, the tiny mansions. Those yes, those tiny mansions. But there's also um, conta- ship containers oh, as well the, yeah, yeah, that yeah. has those, and they like you have to like they make it for you how you want it and everything. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I seen it on like HGTV, and I'm like, man, this yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I want one. That reminded me of. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna make a Friends reference. I'm Mexican, guys. I promise I'm not white when I say that. (laughs) (laughs) I did not grow up on Friends. I didn't watch my first episode of Friends until I was, like, 24. But anyways. (laughs) I never watched it, so. Oh, okay. Never mind. Well, they're, like, talking about how one of their older friends, he's just ridiculous and makes dumb decisions. And they're, like, Joey. Yes. (laughs) And Monica and Chandler are talking about how they're, like, Man, and I can't wait until we have our dream home with Joey having his own ap- his own apartment on top of the garage because we know he's never gonna move out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I thought of. <laughs> yep, that's me. But there are homes here in Wichita that have um, like it's the main home, and then in the back, it, there's like two apartments. Because I I was looking at homes like that mm-hmm. to purchase myself for like an investment opportunity right. so like that just might be okay. something to look into i love those yeah, type so of homes yeah like you have a whole your main home and then like you have a barn and it's upstairs you have your own little living area mm-hmm. i want to buy one too as well because i know my my parent asian cultures that parents wants to live with their kids and i'm like yeah if you want to live with me sure and i'm like i'll buy a house and then the next door i just build a barn for me and my boyfriends live up there she says that but she actually moved her parents in home right i know <laughs> i move my i move my parents into my house and uh, you know it's i love my parents to death you know you just gotta go on with them <laughs> <laughs> i know my parents told me they wanted to move in our basement not too long ago oh, they, and uh, my husband was like hard no hard, hard no, no. <laughs> yeah yeah that's so funny <laughs> I, I tell my dad sometimes i'm like i'm moving now i'm probably gonna go look for a place where where are you going and he's like i just got you just got this house yeah that's, yeah that's fine <laughs> you can stay in here Oh my God! So what? T- tell us about your recent challenge with being a mom. Because Kylie, to your point, she's a senior now, mm-hmm. and you have two. One of them's a baby, 
ish, yeah. right? Yeah, one so, and a half. Yeah, and then one and you, a half. And then mm. I can't remember your three your, and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. So whoa, big there's age. There's a whoa. Yeah, there's that's a, a big age gap. <laughs> it is. But I bet Kylie was is a really big good big sister. <laughs> 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 that's what I thought she would be. <laughs> oh, she was she was she was the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, who is this kid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because she was an only child for mm. 14 years. She was 14 when I had Huntley. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I don't get out of my way. Get out of my room. Get away from me. Like, <laughs> only child like, syndrome. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. That, thing, that shit is real. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I'm, tw- I'm 29 and my little brother, he's 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I loved having Jaden and everything like that. But now, you know, when I moved away, he ended up becoming the only child. And he started having the only child syndrome. So when he moved back moved back with me, he's like, this is my stuff. This is my things. But, and I'm like, bro, we, we live together. We share a bathroom. <laughs> we have to share this. But when he used my stuff, I'm like, dude, this is mine. And he's like, well, we just want to use it. I, I I totally mm-hmm. understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how Kylie is, and she'll she'll hang out with them, but like they're not into things. She's in. She's into TikTok. She's into mm-hmm. watching YouTube videos and being with friends. Watching and other people do stuff. Yeah. Yes. And then she has these two little munchkins running around that are always <laughs> crying, yelling, or you know, shit in their pants, and she's over it. So. <laughs> They're so yeah. lame. <laughs> yeah, and she just hides in her room. But her and I used to do everything together, so yeah. she had to give up. Not give up. Like, I still give her a lot of attention, but... She has to share to- you. Yeah. And that's not something that she was used to. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And then the two toddlers require so much attention. Yeah. Yeah, because they're little ones. They need they need their mom. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot at my age to have two kids. <laughs> back to back. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um... I always wanted three kids too, as well, and um, I want them like kind of like a- close to age range and everything like that. Um, but I give you guys props because you have three kids, and it's both of you guys taking care of your little ones. You know, so you have to take turn to keep to eat as well. You got to take turns to do all this stuff together and like be a little just basically parenting, and it, it does get exhausting because like you work like eight hours. You still come home and you still have to do all these stuff. And then you're literally, your time is actually done around 12 o'clock. Well, yeah, I mean, you didn't text me until like 1130 last night. And I was yeah. like, I was sleeping. And you were like, yeah. what's sleeping? I was like, well, in your world, I don't know. <laughs> but in my world, <laughs> I get to decide to leave my house whenever I want to leave my yeah, house. Exactly. <laughs> and it was so funny because like I had that just time frame that I had no no distractions and uh-huh. i'm like okay i'm going i'm thinking of things if i don't send it to fanny now one i'll forget because then things get busy mm-hmm. um or two I'll, I'll uh send the wrong stuff that i don't mean to send <laughs> yeah. then i'll wake up at 2 a.m and just like blah, blah. yeah um so it's like i gotta send her things now and i'm like no reply for- it's, it's the mom brain <laughs> literally it's, yeah yeah i understand because my aunt she she's a kid of three and um man I love my nephews. I do. I really, really do. But, man, I feel so bad for her sometimes because she's so tired. And I'm like, here, let me help you. And she'd be like, okay. (laughs) But it is funny how, like, some moms just make it look so easy. So easy. And then, like, I feel like you make it look easy, but then you're also willing to share the things that maybe a mom, like you said earlier, I was 20 and I felt embarrassed yeah because I was so young or mm-hmm. whatever and so it's like you're willing to share the realness of it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 
tell us a recent story of a real mom moment. Okay. Well, I'll start with the the dinosaur and yeah. the hair story. So, oh, <laughs> love this. The the other morning I woke up in a craze because that's every morning. You know, we wake up thirty minutes behind schedule and then we have 30 minutes to get four people ready that's including myself because I at least have to come out presentable when we leave the house (laughs) Um, but this morning I had a little extra time but so I'm rushing to get all the kids ready Uh, we get off I get them all to they all three go to three different places in the morning so it's not like I get to drop them all off at one place they all go to three different places Mm -hmm. Um, and then I get back home and I had just thrown on a hat to get out of the house and I got back home and I'm like I all of a sudden felt something, once I took my jacket off, I could feel something flopping, like, on my back. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, what the, oh, my God, it's a toy dinosaur (laughs) stuck in the back of my hair. I'll share a picture later. (laughs) Stuck in the back of my hair. I went through daycare wearing it. I dropped Kylie off at school with it. And I took my son into his daycare with it. Nobody noticed it or mentioned it. So they no, did. Nobody like, didn't want to tell me. They're like, she had a rough yeah. day. Yeah. We're just going to let her go. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so that started my week last week. And then uh, then I would find a toy dinosaur, like, randomly in my shoes mm-hmm. and then in random spots in the house. And we have, like, a million little tiny dinosaurs. So now yeah. it's a game. Now anytime <laughs> I find one, I take a picture. Um, but I had Monday off for yeah. the, the holiday. Uh, of course, all the kids were off, but I'm like, yeah. okay, we'll have a relaxing day. We'll do some, you know, let's have some family time. Mm-hmm. Um, my morning, first thing, I, I wake up to Kylie let me know the toilet was flooding. <laughs> <sighs> and so, and this is with number one and two. So I'm like, oh my God. And instead of like, you know, when you're in the moment of a thing and you're rushing, I'm like, oh, I should turn the water off yes. to the toilet. Like, that would be the first thing you should do. Instead, I like tried plunging it more. And then the, the it's water just overflowing, coming. just oh, going. Yeah. And there's a vent right by our toilet. And it's just drain. And I'm like, where? Where, where did all the towels go? So my kids at some point all took towels out of the bathroom for some reason. I don't know why. So I'm like running down the hall <laughs> to get towels to just clean this up. So long story short, I went downstairs. I'm like, there's got to be some water coming somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not going to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in our downstairs bathroom in the basement uh we had some plumbing issue when we first moved in because you know the joys of buying a house and all of a sudden everything goes to yep, crap yeah yep, that's yep. always the fun uh, thing it's a drop uh, ceiling you know with the little tiles so i'm like oh, i'll just take a like a um <laughs> a golf club to it uh-huh. and it wasn't working so i jumped on the toilet and i was like maybe if i just like push it i can see like water go to one side uh-huh. And I barely pushed it and shit and piss water just fell <laughs> all over all over me uh. <laughs> And the smart person was like, oh, my God, like, I'm like it's out. everywhere gross. I'm covered. But instead, I'm going to keep cleaning, and then I'm going to record a video of myself <laughs> to share with people <laughs> because I'm pissed off it happened. I wanted to enjoy my day. Uh, but then I was like, you know, I think it's good to share moments like that with people because it's not all perfect all the time. Yep. Um, and, you know, s- sitting there with some piss and shit water on yourself for a little bit on a video is not, it. you know, not a I big deal. I love that. <laughs> You're, you had a shitty day. I did, literally. <laughs> you had a shitty day. I did. Yes. And that's why, like, I, when I first met Kylie and, you know, she, her having Down syndrome, I've had friends who have kids who also have Down syndrome. And Emily just explained that she has a family member who does too, that they're nonverbal or it, it's just hard because you might not have the resources in your community or you mm-hmm. just don't know how to look for them. Yeah. And then when I met Kylie, I was like, oh my God, Kylie is like a true 14 year old or you know, whatever age she was when I first met her, I can't even remember because I think she was like 12 or something. She's 12. Yeah, she 12. was 12, yeah. yeah. And gosh, Kylie is 
so funny. <laughs> Like I want to meet just, her. She, she will like she, when she says that she's on TikTok. She posts twerking videos on TikTok, and she's good at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> she can dance. Look at her. Yeah, like look at her. So, Brie, I wanted you to maybe talk. So, like again, the realness of being a mom. Like you get involved with the Down Syndrome Society, you become president too over time. And like mm-hmm. I've been to the events that you guys have put on. Like you guys do a lot. Like mm-hmm. how, can tell us a little bit about um, how that's a resource to the community mm-hmm. too. So it originally, the Down Syndrome Society kind of started just a support group. And as parents, we're like, we need some resources. We need programming, different mm-hmm. opportunities for our kiddos to thrive and grow in the community. Yeah, uh, It's nice to have the parent support, um, but we really needed, like, opportunities for our kiddos that just, you know, because um, mm-hmm. the awareness of Down Syndrome, the need that they are just alike like anyone else, if they're given the opportunities and resources, they can thrive mm-hmm. in life. And so... Um, a group of us moms and um, some board members that grew, the board continued to grow, and we just really wanted to push the Downstream Society as more of a business and a resource rather than just a support group. Right. Um, so we started doing some art classes, some uh, education classes around just potty training because, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're all different, but they're milestones. You know, you get yeah. the milestone sheet when your children are born, and so, like, any child typical or special needs you're like oh my gosh they have to walk by 12 months they've got to talk you know mm-hmm. and um with down syndrome you're just told expect it to just be delayed mm-hmm. you just never know and it could be very delayed and it can um, be heartbreaking as a mom mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like so absolutely yeah. you read all these manuals and again you're like um i you know a lot of our friends family members who will be like my kid needs to be um they're not gaining this weight and they're in this lower percentile mm-hmm. and they're here mm-hmm. and now you're just getting told it's going to be delayed and you're like what does that mean yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah like, i don't know what to do with that mm-hmm. <laughs> so i've encouraged parents not to read the books i know yeah. some people books are helpful for them but it's more like connecting with others and really searching for those resources because mm-hmm. they're all different and they all process different things and a lot of the parents come to me because they're like well what did you do differently with kylie because she's so high functioning and verbal um, I just made sure I didn't treat her like a child with a disability. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to give her the same resources any other kid did. I did, um, but made sure she had like speech therapy and different therapies to help her thrive. Um, and then as the, the community kept growing, we just made sure we had more programming opportunities. Collaborating with other businesses and organizations in the community is really important. One, to build the awareness around Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but also how to um, get other organizations involved and offer resources that they have a better way to do it or mm-hmm. they have the funding to do it because the, the Down Center Society, um, because we're one demographic, it's really hard to fundraise and get mm-hmm. the funding to keep going and doing mm-hmm. bigger programs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, my goal was just to make sure that we collaborated with, with others um, really bring the awareness to down syndrome and also to show that they're more alike than different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some own businesses some worse you know actors and actresses uh, models some one of an individual down syndrome just participated in miss america so yeah yeah yeah. they do huge things just if they just need to be given the opportunities Mm -hmm. i just love how you bring how much just basically i love how you bring this whole thing to the to the community because you know you did this by yourself and you want other people like look you're not the only person out here in the world suffering too or basically you don't have to suffer you just want to be with us and we'll support you through anything you know because sometimes people feel like they're alone at things and um 
and I and I know you're like I've been I've been in your shoes, but you'll get you'll get through it. You get through it. I just love that. Like you really just bring um, you just changing everybody's world. Honestly, thank you. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> damn! I wish you talked to me like that. <laughs> I do. Yeah, sometimes. But um, so, like, I, I remember that you you were talking about how you partner with other programs and other businesses, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was there was one uh, like a dance. It wasn't a dance battle, but like you guys even brought like this um, famous mm-hmm. person who dances, who also has Down syndrome. But like he was so oh, vibrant on nice. stage. Would you talk a little bit about no. that? How that happened? Um, how'd you how'd you bring that together? Yeah, so that was actually through another uh, special needs organization called Meaningful Life Foundation, and then they're also known as Dance Reflections. Okay, and that's so. What, yeah, Kylie, they do a dance program every fall, uh, and Kylie was a part of that. And usually, I'm pretty apprehensive about Kylie doing different dance opportunities because she does twerk. <laughs> um, she can watch a music video of any celebrity or any artist and perform it. Um, and Who's our favorite artist right now? Uh, it's uh, it's a mix between Lizzo and Cardi B. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> she's she's my girl. She yeah. is. She, girl. Yeah, she, she's she's the type of my girl. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and Little Nas. Like I better add him in too because she'd be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> so kids the, love Little Nas too. Yeah. Even though he like he came out and everything, he was. Some people did not accept it, but a lot of people accepted him for being what he wanted to be. Be- because Generation Z, they're like, who cares you're gay? Who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. But you know how other people, like baby boomers, oh, man, he, what? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, because they're, you know, the other generations raised in an environment where it's not. I think Generation Z is literally going to turn everything yes. upside down, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I have a really, really good feeling. Like, when I look at my brother, like, he says the weirdest shit, and I'm like, Oh man, I hope you save us, bro, please. <laughs> in the last episode, she talked a lot of shit on her brother. Yeah. And now she's like, save the world. I said a lot of shit in him because, <laughs> man, the things, oh, you just, there's, you know, you just want to be like, man, you, just, you know what I mean? You have a kid and, you, and a teenager. So I'm just like, and Fanny, you understand with your sister as yeah. well. She, they're, they're good kids. They're, they're really they're good, good kids. kids. I love you. have a good family. Thanks. Yes. No, nah, they're 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 a little of something too. Don't worry. <laughs> we have our ugly too. <laughs> they do have your blood. So. Yeah, yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. kind of the most rotten one, probably. I'm the most rotten. <laughs> Are you the oldest? No. Okay. Um, I have two older siblings, and then it's me, and then my little sister. So you're like in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Middle um, child syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for I, real. I'm the oldest, <laughs> and, and I was the baby for the longest time because my sister and I are nine years apart. <laughs> My younger sister and I are nine years apart, and so I was the baby for a long time, but um, I never got treated as the baby because Hispanic culture, men are elite, and I had one brother, and so my mom and my dad were like, oh my God, we have a boy, and so they were just blown away with that. He's so the only I was boy. never like, I was never like, uh, oh, you're the baby of the family, because it didn't matter. There was a guy. I mean, he's firstborn. <laughs> was he firstborn? No, no. But it was the first one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like, oh, man. But no, like I said, the culture thing. Yeah. Guys are Mm -hmm. 
first and so guys are treated differently and that's why i mean when my brother was born my dad was like fuck yes finally (laughs) (laughs) he's like oh because my dad literally treated me like a tomboy like i was the tomboy in the girl the tomboy in the family and everybody was like playing all their barbies and everything i literally was not playing barbies i legit was outside like outside so speaking of growing up and um, dancing and Barbies and all of that reminds me of Kylie. <laughs> Can you um, talk a little bit more about Dance Revolution and um, kind of how that came to be? And yeah. Oh, Dance Reflections. Dance Reflections. Yeah. Gosh, Dance she Revolution is Dance a game. Revolution. Though. That's a game. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I s- shared some videos of her doing those yeah. dances. I have to meet her. I yes, really, really want to meet her. We should all have dinner one day and go. You honestly should have just had her here. Seriously, Kylie, you should have just brought her. Yeah. Kylie would be amazing. <laughs> She'd yes. be Lily on her TikTok, like, look at me, guys. <laughs> she and she, but she wouldn't curse because she's at least some of the things I do, she doesn't do. So that's a plus. <laughs> that's a plus. You raised her well. Yeah. Uh, but Dance Reflections, the um, founder of Dance Reflections, I'm I'm not a part of Dance like Dance Reflections as far as like their board and um, but I do make sure Kylie is a part of the classes and stuff they do. But they did a fall dance recital and they got a group from LA to come yeah. um, to perform with them. And, and in that the group from LA, there was two um, individuals who are actors mm-hmm. uh, and rap. And one of the individuals, John Tucker, is a rapper and an yeah. actor. They were in the TV show on A&E uh, called Born This Way. Mm-hmm. Which followed seven and in, like seven individuals who have Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in their late twenties, early thirties, and just it was a way to show, um, you know, the, the world or whoever um, that they could hold jobs and they did things mm-hmm. and like more alike than different was pretty much the mm-hmm. tagline. Yeah. yeah. Um, so John Tucker came to town and Elena, um, and they were actors from that show, and he was a hoot. Like Kylie was so excited to see them because she had seen them on TV. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but. It, uh, the setup of the show, Kylie was supposed to be in the back row. Um, yeah. In the opening number, <laughs> Kylie from the back row comes all the way to the front <laughs> of the stage and just does her own thing. And I was That's like, good. oh, this is how the whole event's going to go. Wow. <laughs> it was pretty this, amazing. This the confidence is the Kylie was high. show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. this, this is, is Kylie's world. This we're all Kylie. just living in it. Yes. yes. We're all just living in it. <laughs> and then she was really mad because after that number, they said, Kylie, you know, you got to stay in your, on your ex in your row. And she was not having that because yeah. she wants to do her own damn thing. Exactly. You didn't uh, tell me what to do. So in like protest, she didn't come out for the next number she was supposed to be in. And like I had yes. to get up and go to the back room. I'm like, Kylie, what are you doing? I'm not going out there. I said, Kylie, you need to participate and do everything. Mm-hmm. She said, mm. So then after that, the next number she came out and did what, you know, what she was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, very strong willed. Uh, hard-headed um, <laughs> and that's been a struggle forever between her and I because uh, I don't like to give in but I still do with her but yeah she's a very high function the funniest person I know yeah um, with hilarious. the most personality um, and I have lots of stories I wish I would have like started a journal back in the day of everything she's done and called people and <laughs> you know she's going to the principal's office because she um which I felt awful, called um, a para crackhead. <laughs> and I said, Kylie, we don't. And she just got, like, had heard it on a show or something, but she repeats things, doesn't yeah. understand what it yeah. is, but she got in a lot of trouble when she was younger. <laughs> <laughs> not so, not so much now. <laughs> I love it. You don't call people crackheads. Why? <laughs> not appropriate. <laughs> I love that. 
I love it. <laughs> and then your toddlers right now, they're developing their personality. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, like, well, one already has the personality, basically. Uh, yeah. You have one-year-old and a three-year-old, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So the three-year-old is, like, literally, like, this is who I am. This is who I am. <laughs> Still developing, Putting my but foot yeah. down. <laughs> um, is your three-year-old a boy or girl? Girl. Girl. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, woo. <laughs> Another girl. <laughs> She's going to be a handful. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Little child. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm already planning for her to just, I'm just making a plan. Like the 10-year plan, the 20-year plan. She's going to be the most work. <laughs> and then the youngest is a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very, very quiet, lovey, snuggle. There's always uh, Does his own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So it's complete opposites yeah they always. they're it's always they're like all co- they're gonna be opposites anyways no matter what they have different personalities mm-hmm. but um there is gonna it will be fun it will be fun i mean my my nephews um one is 15 the other one is six and the other one is four um oh my god they're they're a hoot as well like i love them like my nephew he loves nerfs guns Mm. And um, I love, you know how you're saying there's dinosaurs here, dinosaurs there. Man, he has Legos and his Nerf guns everywhere. He'll go to sleep with his Nerf gun next to him. And I'm like, this man is going to save the world. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he, awesome. He's saving the world. <laughs> he'll put it on his back pocket when he doesn't have a pocket. He'll put it on his pants. And he'd be like, look at my gun. <laughs> those, those are definitely the hot item yeah. these days. Like, yeah. For real. Literally. Yeah, all of that. Um, but man, being a mother has so much joy and just challenges and everything and we appreciate you guys and everything no matter. Like, you know, me, Fanny and Dusty here, we don't have kids, you know. Um, but we are around kids because our brothers and sisters and, you know, family have kids and everything. And um it's it's a hard world for you guys. Like I appreciate you guys. We we all do. Thanks. You really put on a good show. Exactly. <laughs> you should come to the yeah. house. Yeah. You know, I mean, you put. Uh, that's why I have you on Facebook is so I can see all the stuff, really, and I could still make fun of you for right. it, and we could, you know, still banter on there, and then people be like, "This person's kind of really rude to you," and then it's like, "Yeah, I know." I'd be disappointed if you didn't make your comments. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I think Emily has a great point of you know talking about the challenges and joys of parenthood and then um, there are challenges and joys of regular life Mm -hmm. and what kind of leads you to your passions and what helps you understand what is important to you Um, I know that you had a um, I I wanted you to kind of talk a little bit about some challenges that you've faced too that have helped you grow as an individual through Kylie or just in general (laughs) Uh, through just in general like um your, your brother's story and how much that has impacted you. Okay, yeah. Um, so in 2006, um, my brother and I were five years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up, you know, that's still kind of a span. So you're not like super close, but mm-hmm. like you try, but you yeah. really just don't really want to deal with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I got pregnant and had Kylie till we started bonding and getting mm-hmm. close. Um, and he would actually help babysit because mm. uh, he's like, my sister's about to lose it. I'm <laughs> going to help her a little bit here and there. Mothers do need a little break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And it was so I could just like, I think Facebook was popular, like just coming out then. So like I would, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. stalk people and be like, oh, they're doing all these fun things. But oh, yeah. Like, Bree's a stalker, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Me She's too. Like, oh, my, no, no, no. Like 
hardcore stalker. Well, <laughs> we can thank Slim Shady Baby Daddy for that. Oh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> fucking Slim Shady. Yeah. I had to track him down. So <laughs> that started my how to find people. I need to talk to you when I need to find something about my boyfriend. Where is he at? I got you. <laughs> I have a GPS on him, but oh it, my God. it doesn't move. Oh, he's over here. I'll be your uh, investigator. Yes, <laughs> private charge. investigator. There's like a there's a picture of a meme that this girl she went to uh, go investigate her friend's uh, um, her friend's date. You know, so she like sat like three rows behind them. She's like wearing a hoodie and like a fake mustache, and she texted her say, "Why did you order the salad?" And she's like. How do you know? And then, like, she turns around. Her friend is, like, literally wearing a mustache and a hat. And she's like, no, you fucking did not. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's something I would do, honestly. <laughs> that's what started my Facebook stalking. But, yes, I, uh, I do do that sometimes. I'm just finding out information. It's not stalking. You gotta, it's, it's not stalking. It's information. It's the need to information know. Information gathering. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Helps, helps you make a better decision about whether or not to like someone ahead of time. That's, that's right. Yep. That's right. Yep. I bet you looked me up today. I didn't. But I will I will after this. Yeah, that's a really long last name. I'll share, share her information. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I'll go digging. Yeah. Go ahead. You're going to find nothing. Just I'm crazy. That's perfect. We like crazy. You're going to find nothing. Just something crazy. Right. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. <laughs> you know those podcasts, like those true crime podcasts? I listen to it all the time. And my boyfriend's like, you know, I'm just waiting for the day to you to murder me. I was like, Cause, yeah, yeah, because I know what to do. <laughs> That's pretty more fanny, too, though, right? Yeah. yeah she got me. She got me podcast. on the podcast. And I'm like, man, now I'm nonstop. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, you people are just like listening peaceful music. I'm here like, and then he shot her in the forehead. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. There's some good memes and T-shirts being made on that. So we'll, I need we'll a T-shirt like that. Yep. I need a T-shirt. Yep. Um, but yeah, sorry. That's L- okay. Sidetrack. I scroll. We scroll <laughs> a lot. Um, but story on my brother. So um, we were five years apart growing up. Um, and then in 2006, I mean, we would party and have fun. I, I never was aware of um, circumstances I was come to come find out. But in 2006, um, my brother, we started to notice some behaviors were a little different. Um, just different things he did. Um, we did not know, but... He ended up one evening, um, he, we, we went to wake him up for dinner mm-hmm. and he couldn't be, we couldn't get him up and he was making weird sounds. So my dad and I actually decided to start doing CPR, um, mm-hmm. on him cause we just knew there wasn't a good situation. Luckily, um, we were able to keep him, you know, well until the EMS arrived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was taken to hospital. Long story short, we found out he had overdosed on opioid pills, prescription pills. Mm-hmm. Um, and come to find out, as he shared, he was struggling with substance use, um, mm-hmm. pr- primarily prescription pills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of things over the years kind of made sense. And um, like I'd have DVDs missing and mm-hmm. different things. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. he pawned them. <laughs> Um, so sadly, mm-hmm. um, in 2007, he he had been, or yeah, 2007, he had been clean for six months after his his overdose, and mm-hmm. then uh, my parents had left town because you know they're like he's in a good space, you know, Bree can keep an eye. Um, so my parents went out of town to Florida, and I, that evening, I he went out with friends, and I think he he relapsed and thought he could do what he used to do because mm-hmm. you know your body, um, yeah, and he just went to sleep. And I found him the next morning. 
uh, mm-hmm. from an accidental overdose. Mm-hmm. And so he passed away in two, September 15, 2007. Um, and so over the 14 years, I have grown so much as, you know, an individual to live every day, mm-hmm. you know. You never guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also my passion after he passed was, you know, when, when you're a family member of someone with substance use and you don't understand it, you just think, like, why didn't they stop? Why couldn't yeah. he just give it up? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you don't have the knowledge and the uh, awareness of what actually substance use disorder is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, over the years, I've learned a lot and gained a lot of knowledge around it. Um, so I was very angry for a long time at him because, yeah. you know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, your sibling's supposed to be the, you know, the one to be with you for yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to have that removed, you, you know, you, you'd go with your grief and you still deal with grief. Um, that's another topic I love to talk about is grief because people tell you all the things that they think grief is. And I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> they're all like myths. I want to yeah. hear. So, you know, with when he passed, everyone's like, you know, everything happens for a reason, mm. you know, and I'm like, what reason did he need to pass away to, for, you know? like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're upset, yeah, you know? You're, you're like, what the fuck? What do you <laughs> mean? Why would you say that? Like, what, what, what hallmark did right? you get that from? <laughs> like, no. If you can't figure out what to say, just give me your shoulder. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And me, I'm an empath. Is that, yeah. so like, for me, I'm like, oh, well, then why do children get cancer? Why do people, or why are people mean? Why are there masters? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. into all these things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or the, um, as time goes on, you know, you won't feel pain anymore. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Grief, grief's with you. I mean, everyone grieves differently, but it's with you for life. Oh, because yeah. Because a person, you love them mm-hmm. in that, like, a piece of a puzzle's missing. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that term. Um, the other one is that I'm always like oh here we go mm-hmm. um oh well and I, I'm like the like, ball in the square well right? on the religion like I don't nothing that's oh. religion but the God has more plans for him mm-hmm. and I'm, you know for me that wasn't didn't sit right with me <laughs> but mm-hmm. different things and mm-hmm. so um you know people need to realize grief looks different on everyone mm-hmm. um and it can affect them differently and it lasts forever it never yeah. it never goes away it doesn't it really doesn't yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so fast forward so I grew a lot as a person just knowing that tomorrow's never promised mm-hmm. um and then to take relationships you know more seriously so you know reaching out to loved ones when you think about them rather than like my grandparents growing up you know when mm-hmm. I was a teenager when they passed away so mm-hmm. you know I didn't call them all the time or spend time with them because I'm like I'm out partying I'm doing my thing I'm mm-hmm. having fun I'll see yeah. them I'll see my Christmas, you know, things like yeah, that. So I yeah. remind people, uh-huh. like, if you think of someone, text them right away. Reach yeah. out to them. Like, don't wait because you just, you never, you, you never, never know. know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We'll still be at the office and Jeremiah will be like, I'll say something about Bree. And then he'll be like, you should text her. And I was like, why? <laughs> and then he'll be like, because you know how Bree is. You should text her when you think about her. And I'm like, I That's guess whatever. <laughs> well, I loved, was text it you her. that, I don't know if it was you that sent the Snapchat or him, but you guys zoomed in on the pictures I gave you all when I left and it yeah. said legends never die. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds you like are a Jeremiah. Legend. That sounds like Jeremiah. Okay, maybe actually. Yeah. I thought it was from your desk. Do you still have my picture I on your do. desk? Yeah. Okay. It was everyone um, doesn't decorate. I think that's a topic for another discussion outside of the recording. <laughs> mm, can't wait. <laughs> so when I, I left YE, I gave, you know, my close friends uh, going away a gift and it was a picture of me in a picture frame to have on their desk where I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so 
I love we, that. Yeah. I fucking love that. <laughs> so secret is like, bitches, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna miss me. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yep. And then Greg leaves and he le- left his sriracha as like a nice parting gift and then it got thrown away. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and I did send him a picture of that and I was like, so um, have you noticed that Bree's still here because we like her that much, but your stuff was thrown away? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I like to leave a little piece of me everywhere I go. <laughs> Obnoxious. Yes. Yes. Obnoxiously. That is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, speaking of things that are left with you, <laughs> that help you understand um, just how much relationships are important, um, your brother's passing helps you. I mean, it, it takes years, right? To your point of like, how do I overcome the first the anger mm-hmm. that I feel? Mm-hmm. The and, denial. And, mm-hmm. and the like not understanding why Mm -hmm. like not understanding why you couldn't just stop or Mm -hmm. any of that like that leads to yeah fill in the blank yes (laughs) or the what ifs like those what ifs are the hardest part yeah Mm -hmm. that was one of the ones that i'm like gotta remember don't you know fall back on the what ifs because it's out of your control Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so in 2019 i was working at youth entrepreneurs mm-hmm. with fanny and there was we were in a meeting and they shared a video of this nonprofit mm-hmm. uh that they wanted to highlight mm-hmm. and it was called the phoenix and it's helping individuals in recovery from substance use but it's exercise fitness and social focused mm-hmm. and i ended up getting up in the middle of this meeting i'm, like, I'm out I, I i went straight to my computer googled the phoenix to learn more mm-hmm. um because it I can't even express the feeling like when I watched the video, what I felt because yeah, it was hard. I mean, it was yeah. moving. It, it was, was a really moving video, very moving. And I was like, it was almost like an out of body experience. I'm like, did my brother just hop in and be like, Brie, go like this is where you need to be. Yeah. Um. So I reached out to the organization. I said, um, I don't know uh, if you guys are coming to Wichita, but uh, I have no money, but I do know people. <laughs> How do we get you here? Long story short, it was already in the works to be here. Um. So it was already in the process, and I luckily got to be um, part of the volunteer committee that was helping, um, and then turned into, um, they were going to hire staff in Wichita, and I pretty much was like, you need to hire me, because I'm not going to take no. Fucking take me. You're like, like, if if I get denied, I'm going to do it again. I will be at that door. I will be hanging outside every day. Yes. Um, You know that that movie, The (laughs) Boombox? You're like, Standing out, hire me. I wouldn't have looked as cool for sure, but I would have definitely tried. You should have wore a trench coat and a scarf. Hire me. Yes, should, that would really got me hired. <laughs> you, you be on the on the newspaper, the Wichita Eagle, random woman, <laughs> mid thirties. And what's so funny about that? In high school, uh, we we were part of a group called the LJ Crew. Uh-huh. It was the leather jacket crew because that's when the leather jackets. <laughs> <laughs> so it could just fit in with that yeah exactly oh my God. i couldn't go anywhere without my leather jacket so there was a group of four of us that wore them to like every party you every said event. this is in high school right high school so y'all try to act like the movie grease then you're trying yes. to be the pink ladies but it was like long <laughs> it was oh, so the matrix, matrix. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Just not as smooth. Uh, so, so you were Tiff, right? <laughs> yes. And who was Neo? <laughs> I 
couldn't find him. Mor- Morpheus? <laughs> okay. We were all on the hunt for sure. We wore those jackets proudly. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> so long story short, they I end up getting hired uh and my no fa- options, my family so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no options, you're hiring me. Hmm. Um and then I'm gonna stalk you all. Um <laughs> let me you know where you live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> luckily uh my friends and everyone at YU were super supportive of me leaving and going mm-hmm. over there. They just knew my passion and wanting Love to help that. a community, especially um, when my brother passed away, nobody wanted to talk about how he passed away. Because mm-hmm. so they didn't want to go mm-hmm. through that, that, you know, that awkward feeling, you know. But at the same time, like, there's people who are grieving, you know, normally, and there's people who are grieving horribly, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, they, they don't know, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, that's what, and going through when I had Kylie is understanding like the stigma around Down mm-hmm. syndrome because when I had her, everyone treated it like it was a very sorrow, sad time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry you had a child with Down syndrome. And said to me like, congratulations, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy for you. Oh, yeah. And so. There's so many people, different people out here in the world. Mm-hmm. It's a public, yeah. <laughs> this yes. world. Yes. I wanted to get in many fights when Kylie was little and people I, would stare and I make comments. Fight. Oh, would fight. yeah. Bitch, what you looking at? <laughs> like, who are you looking at? This is a lot of woo-saw happening in my head. <laughs> I needed your voice. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I love those. Yeah. Uh, so when he passed, uh, just seeing how the stigma was and nobody wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then when we did talk about it with some individuals, they're like, oh, so he was a junkie. Mm-hmm. And in the stereotype around and then that. They wouldn't, they would dismiss your grieving. Yeah. They would dismiss him as your they'd brother. Be like, Correct. They'd be like, he did it for himself. Like, you know, bitch, who yeah. the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cuss. No, you're good. No, you're good. Cuss, <laughs> but you know. I could cuss for you. I, I, Thank you. I curse so, a lot. So, so backstory <laughs> of me as well. Uh, I'm going to make it short because I don't want to talk about me all the time. But, but you're um, good. Literally <laughs> talk about herself the whole time. But um, I understand how you feel about grieving and everything because my sister, she passed away for cancer and everything like that. Thank you. Um, but she, but everybody's like, oh, man, I just feel so sorry for you. Blah, blah. I'm like, bitch, she lived a good life. What are you talking about? She literally lived a good life. Because when we found out she had cancer, I was like, oh, shit. Like, what do I need to do? There's all this stuff and everything. But, like, my mom, she was like, we're going to let her live her life. Like, let's take her to these places where she wants to fucking go. We took her fucking Disney World. We took her to fucking, she went on a cruise. She went to all these amazing places. And I'm just like, man, this is great. Because every summer we always choose Florida to go hang out on the summer. Because she loves summer. She loves warm weather and she loves the beach. And we go there every summer to look at a new beaches. So we find a beach, go hang out there, do everything like that. So um, the doctor told her that you only got three years to live. Bitch made it to six years. She said, what's up? That's awesome. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, which is, I mean, like, you made the most of your time mm-hmm. when yeah. you had the opportunity exactly. to. And at the time, with your brother's passing, mm-hmm. you had no idea mm-hmm. that that was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you didn't know what signals to look for. I mean, you noticed certain behaviors. Yeah. But, like that was something that was missing to your point because yeah I mean, real i mean like deep connection mm-hmm. is almost required for stuff like that not yep. saying that you right we're lacking that right but like we're talking about like really knowing where people are at mm-hmm. mentally mm-hmm. their presence and all of that exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and just the awareness around substance use and overdose deaths and 
not being aware, like you don't realize the effects that these substances can have. You always see the fun side, like, ooh, you know, you can have fun doing this. And Mm -hmm. um, you don't Mm -hmm. usually hear about the deaths, one, because families don't talk about how the individual died or uh, you don't know how they passed. Um, But that's what's really important is to keep talking about, um, you know, with substance use, what can happen. Um, and not downplaying overdose deaths. And so I actually, through the Phoenix, helped uh, start for the first uh, annual walk that we do, Overdose Awareness Walk, because it's really important for these families to remember their loved ones mm-hmm. um, and how they pass, because it's important to educate the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but also remember your loved one, because they're, they're still a human. Everyone's still a human mm-hmm. being. They lived exactly. lives. Um, you know, we all do different vices. Uh, for they me, made their for mark. Sure. They yeah. made, and you want everyone to understand why they made their mark in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was really important to to be a part of uh, the Phoenix and, and what they do. One, it, the big focus was eliminating stigma, mm-hmm. um, that recovery is possible and mm-hmm. that recovery is fun because a lot of times, you know, you don't, as a family member, you don't see that side. Yes. Um, and you don't realize like that could have been a possibility for my brother because you don't you don't know about the resources in the community you don't hear about things um, and in my time with the Phoenix I'm like we have this many treatment centers we have this many uh, mm. sober living houses so there are resources in the community but it's it's a stigmatized um, you know circumstance that people just don't want to talk about or don't mm. care to talk about because they don't care about that population mm-hmm. yeah, they yeah. forget they're human beings they're not junkies as they say they're mm-hmm. you know individuals suffering from a disorder that truly affects them because yes, um, exactly. you know some people gamble to to numb things and mm-hmm. or go shopping or you know me i love to do some amazon shopping late at night I, i'm the same <laughs> alcohol and podcast episodes absolutely like, <laughs> but speaking- alcohol was my vice <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of alcohol on podcast episodes Right, be- we want to get more into dispelling some of the stigmas, but again, right choices, um, understanding, just deeper connection. So we did make a signature drink for you, a mocktail. Yes, I love it. We made a mocktail. We've been wanting to have someone on the show where we don't have to drink because we get pretty drunk. No, <laughs> I. Uh, and yes. so we are excited to have you. I think this is a great time for us to go for a quick break. And then I'm um, start preparing the drink, and then awesome. we'll go through there. And yes. I, I did want to thank you guys for offering to do the al- the mocktail because, um, you know, we really promote inclusivity, and uh, a lot of people are like, well, you don't have to drink, but is it okay if we drink? And the fact that you just mm. wanted to have it be a mocktail hour is really cool. So uh, appreciate uh, it. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> we, thank you, you know, see, we're very um, in tune with the people that we serve. <laughs> we're really exactly. just here for you guys. You do have a heart. <laughs> yeah, I know it's. Contrary to, um, you know, main belief, I do, unfortunately. I know. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you. Say thank you. Oh. Thank me. Thank you. God. What was what's the word? Oh. Yes, stroke. I'm looking. How do I call you, bitch? And Leo, again. 
No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's cool. Not. It's, it's. What is it? Ani. Not. Ihani. Ihani. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back, everyone. We're here with Bree. Um, actually, we've already done that part, so I'm going to skip to it. Yeah. Um, Emily is going to prepare our signature drink. Today is mocktail hour. We've been yeah. really eager to have someone on the show where we're not drinking alcohol, but we we're so drinking. We're going to save our liver. <laughs> yeah. We're going to save our liver because I think we're going to get really drunk in a couple of months. And so just got to be smarter decision making. And yeah. apparently, we're all about inclusivity too. I'm just kidding. Take off. Apparently, I was being sarcastic in case you guys didn't catch that. <laughs> no, but um, he's still cute. Thanks. I know. I know. So Emily, tell us a little bit about the mocktail that you're going to create. All right, guys. Well, I'm your bartender for this evening today. So we have here um, Jasmine iced tea. Now, Brie, uh, Fanny has said that you love iced tea or lemonade, right? What it was, was it? something that she likes tea and Coke. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she does not want to be a alcohol addict, but does want to get diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so today um, I'm making uh, jasmine iced tea. Uh, so no, you're making a lemongrass. I don't have lemongrass. So iced we're tea. making a jasmine iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot it. I forgot okay. the lemongrass. It was hey. in, I told when I left my house, I was like, "Fuck the lemongrass," because Asian has lemongrass everywhere. I have like a whole bunch in my freezer, but I forgot it. Okay, so sorry. I'm so sorry. So It'll we're making Jasmine iced tea. That was my fault. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, I used to own a liquor store, so I know what I'm doing. So I'm to let you know if you see me flip, <laughs> if you flip everything, I got everything for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Emily, tell us about what the ingredients are for this mocktail. So the ingredients is. Um, um, simple syrup, lemon, jasmine, jasmine tea, and linchy juice. Mm-hmm. Now, I look very hard to find all these ingredients. Okay, <laughs> she wants <laughs> you to know that you're special. You're very and special. And you should say your well, your thank you to her. Yeah. That's so what very you, special. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I went to three, no, four fucking stores to look just for a green for jasmine tea and linchy juice. Apparently. We Walmart, Target, Dylan's, whatever, don't have jasmine tea in a bottle and linchy tea in a bottle. So I knew before I left my house, like, I know it's going to be at the Asian store, but I'm going to try it anyways. So here my boyfriend and I are going, you know, and then we couldn't find anything. And I was like, all right, so we got to go to the last place and it's the Asian store. Went to the Asian store, found this in three seconds and left. <laughs> well, I definitely appreciate the hard work for this. <laughs> but and it's I'm okay. Sure it'd be delicious. It's okay. <laughs> All so right. So besides uh, that, how, how do you make this drink? Are you going to tell us? So basically, this has to be shaken with ice, you know. Uh, you just really have to put the ingredients no, together. Know. That's how uh, You put five ounces of simple syrup, five ounces of lemon, four ounces of jasmine tea, and two ounces of linchy juice. And by that, we mean a dash of this, a sprinkle of that, and shimmy, shimmy. That's it. That's <laughs> the only way to do it. You see this little shot glass? This is my measuring cup. That's amazing. Cup. That's our measuring cup. It's, it, it's clean. There it's is no alcohol heads. in it. Two heads. Of a skull. Yes, skull. <laughs> it's definitely fanny's, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is, actually. Yeah. Everything owl, skull is her. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anything creepy. Yeah. yeah. 
thing. Oh, Bray got me a, um, a, uh, a, what is it called? A, not a Ouija board. Um, the, the dolls that you, voodoo doll. Oh, voodoo doll. <laughs> she gave me a voodoo doll once. <laughs> it was so sweet. That's cute. Yeah, That's my cute. mom got really upset with me for having them in the house. That's why she's the rebel in the family. <laughs> but it was cute. <laughs> did it have my picture on it after I gave it to you? <laughs> no, it did not. It That's did someone not. else. Yeah. <laughs> it had Emily's. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> but you haven't had some pokes? <laughs> you know, you know that time it. that you got COVID again? Oh. And you were dying? And, lo- and when you couldn't talk when you were on the phone and you were coughing so much? Damn, doesn't it sound like the same thing that you had too as well? The same no. time we got it? Or the time I, I got it. You're time. like, you get like man colds, I feel. Oh. I, I got man colds. She gets man That's bad. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'll be like, anywho, oh my God. besides anyways, the Emily anyways, show. I am um, going to make this, this <laughs> drink for you. I'm going to shut the hell up, but you guys are going to hear this ASMR at the same time. So, Fanny, this is all you. Talk to Bree, and I'm going to make this. <laughs> oh my god i swear she really knows how to like transition that wasn't a and here's fanny with the weather this time no that was a very much like do your fucking job right <laughs> but you hear all the time yeah yeah seriously first of all what does garnish with lemon <laughs> oh, oh never mind, mind. mind. <laughs> i thought you said you were a professional <laughs> well, well emily tries to figure out what these ingredients mean and these instructions she will probably research a lot of these words and interrupt us every so often but um you talked a little bit about the stigmas that there are within um substance abuse disorder Mm -hmm. and so i wanted you to kind of help us destigmatize some of that so i think the first one is like there's this controversy or people are like it's a choice it is not a disorder or you know we hear stuff like that can you help us kind of walk through yeah absolutely there is research and education (laughs) she just gagged (laughs) you were supposed to drink it (laughs) i I just smelled it oh (laughs) simple syrup does not have a nice taste smell i can't wait to taste it That was the best face I've seen in a while. (laughs) It's like after my first kiss. (laughs) Um. Sorry, don't look at me. You're good. (laughs) I looked up at the wrong time. I cut it a little bit for you, so that you could fucking record it over there. But Nick Afferis, excuse me, you can't cuss. There's kids listening as well. (laughs) They'll learn someday. Okay, just don't sorry. think I'm here. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know what she meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just don't. Yeah. So I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> There's research and ah, yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, I'm not a medical professional or have done any of the research, but I've educated myself and read um, you know, people have the mindset of, you know, the individuals um choose to do it, continue to choose to do it actually can help themselves from doing it and um, there's research that after an individual uh, is in active use um, substance use that once they try to um, get clean that it takes their brains three to five years to fully withdraw um, from the Mm -hmm. substance use Wow! and so uh, individuals often think like well they chose to do it they did it to themselves and honestly 
I experimented with drugs when I was younger, and it never had an effect on me like it does other individuals. Now, alcohol is another story. But, um, you know, there was, you know, a lot of times it's just that one time. uh, For some individuals that uh, come to the Phoenix, it was they had a surgery, like a a knee surgery, and they were prescribed Percocets Mm -hmm. or something. And the feeling that they got from that to that numbing feeling and the feeling they got um, to ease that pain is their body was like, you need this and you want this. And for some, it's just something they can't stop. And it's Mm -hmm. not because they're choosing to continue and continue to do it. Their body physically has to have that. And when they don't, um, you know, everyone's body's different, but then they experience a different kind of pain from not having the substance. So um, people just really need to educate and read and learn more and not just assume they know Mm-hmm. Um, everything of what substance use is, addiction. Um, you know, we try and change the language from addiction to substance use disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, individuals with the mindset of what they think an individual in recovery looks like or an individual that's using looks like. Um, people have this image of, you know, an individual with, you know, they'll say they're missing teeth or they yeah. just look rough or they're homeless. Uh, substance use affects anyone and everyone it does not discriminate it could be your neighbor it can be your parents your brother um there's Mm -hmm. pastors that are in recovery or struggle with substance use it just it can affect anyone um and people need to shift their mindset from it's just this one general population because it actually can affect anyone at any time yeah so like i think that's really you know to to what you just said like it really can affect anyone at any time like even pop culture portrays substance abuse in a certain light Mm -hmm. like um i've been listening to a lot of like crack versus cocaine just even that in general would you mind maybe dispelling some of that for our listeners yeah and i'm not as aware as far as each substance concerned like the specifics but um we are in a society and a culture where um you know using is and especially like alcohol you you go to events or mm-hmm. restaurants and the first thing people are like would you like a drink mm-hmm. um and it's and if you don't where i haven't struggled with this personally but people will go somewhere and they'll be like uh you know would you like some, a beer or something and someone's like no i'm not drinking tonight they're like oh are you pregnant yep like that's the immediate go-to or um, are you on medicine yeah are you on medicine are you an antibiotic um oh are you the driver no i, yeah. I just don't drink i don't want to drink um, and they're like, oh, one won't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to shift that because there are actually a lot of individuals that um, will do will drink or won't talk about it or, um, you know, just shifting that a little bit. Um, but on the, the crack versus cocaine, you know, I'm not as knowledgeable on actual substances, <laughs> but, um, you know, any substance affects people, you know, the same way or differently um, in the recovery the, the nice thing is that recovery is possible from every uh, substance you do. Um, but just letting people know what resources are out there, um, especially if they don't have the funds to do that, um, you know, making sure there's resources out there that they can do and learn from. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. I do. I just yeah, all yeah, that was so funny. Um, no, I, the reason I brought up, like, crack cocaine that sort of thing is just i've been listening to a lot of podcasts and shows that are just dispelling that too like it's the same drug it's just abused differently or made Mm. differently right um and how there's such a stigma even between that because it's like these um 
certain divides already of like these people that do this type of drug look like this Mm -hmm. these people that do this type of drug are exciting and fun and that's how it's portrayed in pop culture Mm -hmm. i mean even drinking and all of that it's portrayed as fun and all of these things versus some drugs are not yeah i mean and really you're chasing a high right so like a high could always be fun or it could be real shitty Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) and then then we get into the conversation of like how to try to overcome that Mm -hmm. um and it's just finding resources that work for you um you know at the at the phoenix it's a we're a free recovery gym uh we have fitness classes we have um we try to do some social activities but everything we do is free as long as individuals have 48 hours of continuous sobriety um so we break a lot of barriers with it being free the low um you know with only having to have 48 hours of continuous sobriety because a lot of time that you know once an individual gets that 48 hours um you know, they, they had to work really hard to get there, and so you know that they're invested and want to do something. Mm. Uh, but making sure there's a recovery resource for anyone and everyone. Fitness isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not a niche for most, you know, some people. So a lot of individuals, especially in Wichita, we are a very big AA community, mm-hmm. um, NA community, so a lot of people um, will go to meetings instead and don't find value in fitness, mm-hmm. or they attend church groups that are re- really helpful for them. So finding whatever resources and tools in your tool belt um, mm-hmm. that can help you stay sober and get the help and support you need, whether it's family, um, just finding those avenues and you know sticking with it and getting what support you can is really important treatment you know whatever outpatient therapy whatever can help someone um use all the resources and tools you can because there's a lot in community it's just people aren't aware of them right so like you come in from the perspective of family too so um and helping family members dispel all of that too and helping them be there for that person that individual would you mind kind of sharing about your role how the phoenix helps with that too absolutely it's it's really important for um the families to understand because you know every family is different but coming from my aspect of the families uh, we didn't have the education and awareness around um the substance use disorder that my brother struggled with um and we also just assumed like he was doing it to do it and he should have just quit and why didn't he stop um helping educate them that um you know they're still your brother you're still they're still your child um, and to support them as much as you can. But um, we understand that they've probably done a lot of things in their right. substance use that <laughs> have been very tos- toxic or um, have caused a lot of pain. But know like, that was the individual under substance use. But know that in recovery, they can be you know, who they used to be or even more with growth mm-hmm. um, and that it's possible and that they you know, are still a human being and need that love and support. And hopefully they're able to get the forgiveness because some families, you know, it's tough for us. Um, you know, after my brother's first OD, you know, we just wanted to be there as much as we could. But some families, their families step away mm-hmm. and say, don't don't reach out to us until you get sober. Um, so it's helping educate the families that, you know, with, at, through my work at the Phoenix more so than some support groups I help with that are for like grief and different things is that that recovery can be possible uh, for their loved ones. And a lot of the families I work with, they've actually lost loved ones. But mm-hmm. they're supportive and want to support the community because they, they want to know that others can be helped and don't, other yeah. families don't have to go through that same situation. Right. right. 
But my prime role mm-hmm. at the Phoenix is um, I am our engagement manager, which was like helping with outreach and helping get programming going. But it has sh- now shifted to all of our fundraising because we are a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we rely on donations, foundations, um, and different uh, revenue streams to help fund us. So mm-hmm. that's the journey I get to do now. Yeah. Um as intimidating as that can be sometimes, but just telling the story, um, you know, what we've been through, but the success stories of individuals that have come through the Phoenix, uh, we call them team members, mm-hmm. are just so inspiring. And, and to know who they were when they came into the gym to where they are today um, is just powerful. And usually, you know, that's all people need to see and hear. Um, and to know that transformation can happen because they don't assume that can happen with people who struggle with addiction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think that that's something that why we we like to talk about people on this show is to show that success, success stories, all of that looks different every day and it's day by day. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Phoenix and what you guys do is a prime example of that. It's just day by day taking it moment at a time and trying to make that, you know, yeah, that's successful in itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Choosing a mocktail over an alcoholic it. drink. <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited when you were like, we're going to do a mocktail. It's like, oh, that's really sweet. All and right. then I brought you in an alcohol book on how to make some alcohol drinks. So that's so sweet. It's a, it's we're a we're trying to learn. <laughs> well, guys, I have finished all of our drinks. Um, just let me know how it tastes, and I can put a little bit here and there for you. <laughs> it smells good. Can it you does? smell it? It yeah. smells really good. Thanks. Uh, I just noticed I have a cut on my finger, and my finger is burning. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying you bled it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, it's already done, but you know how it still hurts and everything, and I just cut lemon, so, yeah. Ooh. But it's okay. I love the paint. <laughs> Anyways, so, Brie, I'm going to give you your drink first. Okay. Oh my god, it has actual um, lychee in there. I love it. Fanny, this is yours. Okay, thank you. Okay, Brie, you have to do the honors of tasting it first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do I put the lemon in or just, it, just it hangs how, out? Whatever how you want. I just did it for a direct decoration. Mmm, that is good. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not lying. It really is good. It does smell good. It smells like really it. good. It's good. Well, I, I taste it now, but it smelled good. It smelled oh, yeah. good. It's really good. Yeah. If you guys want more lynchy, there's more in this camp. Just let me know. Just, mm. just ring my bell. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. What do you think, guys? I think no, it's, I, I do really like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Thank you. We should have more um, mocktails on the show. Is there any more spoons over there? Yeah, you want it? Yeah. Let me buy you. Oh, my brain. <laughs> If you want to bring me one too, that'd be great. Here, some more of this. <laughs> She's such a mom. Here. <laughs> you guys want more of these? Yeah, that's good. Okay, I'm bringing it over. Okay. Continue. <laughs> so speaking of like success mm-hmm. and how that looks differently for everyone, um, you also talked about how, you know, what brought you into this career field, how you've managed that. Um, in major way through things um at some point you know we're all kind of told that you have to have a degree to get to a certain place or without a degree you're never going to get anywhere so um Bree, tell us a little bit about your story and how absolutely yeah. um so i was never an academic individual i um how i think i got through high school was i played sports and the teachers just passed me so i could <laughs> do uh, all the sporting events i did um and then having kylie 
Um, I ha- was working on my associate's degree. Mm-hmm. And then I had Kylie and quit school for a while. And then I went back to do a couple more years of college. And then my brother passed, so I took some years off. And then I went back for a semester and did some more. So I actually have not finished my bachelor's degree. I have like one semester left, so it's so silly that I haven't even gone and done it. But I was always raised that um, you won't make it in the world if you don't have a college degree. Um, you won't find any good jobs. You you won't really be able to um, move up in your career if you don't have a degree. Um, so like when I'm told I'm not going to be able to do something and mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to do it a certain way, uh, I try to do it my own way. And yes, that's gotten me into trouble, but it also has um, gotten you the job. But you're like, what do you mean? I right. can't work here. <laughs> it's uh, gotten me. Try to say that again. I now work here. Yeah. (laughs) Repeat after me. (laughs) So at what age would I have been? I started out, um, I was at a Fortune 500 company that I worked for nine years. And I moved up from like receptionist to payroll to human resources coordinator. And it stopped there because after there I um, was wanting a different, I didn't like the culture there and wanted to um, go somewhere else. And then I saw... Uh, a job posting with youth entrepreneurs and I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna have to have a degree I don't they're not even gonna look at my resume they're gonna look at my education see I haven't finished college Mm -hmm. um but I'm like I'm going for it like nothing's gonna stop me I have Mm -hmm. experience and hopefully you know through an interview they're able to see um I'm passionate and you know willing to um do what I need to do for the job and uh thankfully I got hired on at YE Mm-hmm. Um, through Coke Industries. <laughs> Got to meet you. Unfortunately um, for me. And then being able to become the board president of the Down Syndrome Society. Um, a lot of time my mindset of what a board president looked like is like this wealthy white man, mm-hmm. honestly, executive who is at the top of a business. Um, and to know that my peers on the on the group voted me in to be president just because mm-hmm. of my passion and uh, with Kylie and I was actually, Kylie was older at that time, so I'm an older parent, even though I wasn't older, but I'm a, mm-hmm. you know, a parent of an older child with Down syndrome, so the experience and um, just the passion of being a voice for those who don't have one. Um, and then Your le- leadership qualities <laughs> shine. I've got some leadership qualities. I never see it in myself, but weird. somehow I've done something <laughs> right. <laughs> and then transferring over to the Phoenix, um, again, not with having a degree, but being in the position um, I was hired in to do. Um, was really important and all without having my college degree finished so um, you can be successful without and not I'm not saying don't go get your college degree because that is important if that is what fills your cup and Mm -hmm. you know you find value in Um, also for me I had I changed my degree like 12 times so uh, (laughs) I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do and now I know what I'm I'm meant to uh, be a service to others and be a voice for communities who don't feel they have a voice Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, success to someone uh, is different too. Like success to me is um, being there for others, making people laugh every day, mm-hmm. uh, and just being a good mom and par- uh, partner. So if I'm being successful in those areas, I'm happy, and that's success to me. Um, mm-hmm. It's not having that piece of paper. It's not having um, you know fancy car house. <laughs> like to yeah. me, um, where I'm at, I'm I feel very successful and happy. Hmm. Congrats. Thank you. But let me tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) This drink is bomb as fuck. It is really good. I don't know what the fuck I did, but that bitch is good. It's the hot water you got, right? Yep, that hot water. 
<laughs> I think do you I think you need to share, right? <laughs> um, um, Emily, can you tell us the main ingredient to that jasmine tea and how you made that come to surface? Well, so you know, when you make tea it has to be hot, right? Well basically in this place where we at I couldn't even work the Keurig. And I was like, there has to be hot water here. So I'm over here pushing these fucking buttons. Wouldn't move. So I was like, fuck it. Fanny, I'm going to make tea out of cold water. And she's like, you know, you could use this cup to put in the microwave. I was like, but it's plastic. She goes, no, you can't do it. And I was like, fine. So I took my tea, cold ass tea, into (laughs) the kitchen. And then I was just standing around. And I was like. This little mug looked just like my ramen ramen um, heater, whatever. Um, so I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, it does. So I put water in it, and then I pushed a button, and there's hot water. I was so happy. I came in Fanny. I told Fanny, I was like, dude, I found hot water, and don't even ask me about it. <laughs> she didn't say that, but she likes to sound cooler. <laughs> but So basically, in order to make this drink, this mocktail, you have to first – make hot tea hot jasmine tea and then you gotta cool it well if anybody can find a bottle of jasmine tea let me know so i could go fucking find one (laughs) so you can go find one because she is offering a grand prize of a whole (laughs) (laughs) foot picture (laughs) toe picture i will paint my toenails (laughs) unpainted chipped not chipped whatever with socks anything (laughs) <laughs> I can make money off that, you know. So um, Emily also had a success today with making this drink, just yes. like Bree had a lot of successes in her life. <laughs> exactly. Good one. <laughs> Bree, if you could, um, you know, send some parting words to us, what would you, what, w- what would you say? Uh, keep them PG? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, just completely be yourself. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, my parting words is I, I always like to refrain. Refrain? Is that the right word? That's probably not the right word. I make up words and use words in the wrong places. But So does Emily. Um, I, one of my favorite quotes is by Jimmy Val- Valvano, who was a NCAA coach who was um, battling cancer, and he did an SB speech. And it was a really long speech, and it, it's really good. But, like, the three main points is he mentioned, you know, every day make sure you laugh. Every mm-hmm. day move be moved to tears uh and every day sit in thought so Mm -hmm. if you laugh every day you're moved to tears from whether that's happiness sadness whatever you're moved to and you sit in thought to think about things that's a damn good day Mm -hmm. and so i just encourage people like for me you know like if i i have to laugh every day i do shenanigans um as serious a role i'm in and serious things i do uh, (laughs) i have to make sure i laugh at least once during the day so uh, put a smile on your face and be kind to others. That's really important after having my daughter Kylie. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you never know what someone's going through. So kindness is really important, even if you're having a bad day or maybe they do something you don't like. Um, extend kindness. So that'd be my parting words. Oh, well, Bree, <laughs> with that, we just want to say here's to you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to have yes. a mocktail hour. Mm-hmm. And thanks for sharing your story. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you all. Pa arriba. Pa arriba. Pa abajo. Pa pa centro. Y pa pa dentro. You know, it's not alcohol. Uh, (laughs) See. This is really good. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Like, I think if you put some alcohol on it, it's really good. (laughs)
little rum or vodka with it.